This podcast includes discussions about alcohol and the consumption of alcoholic beverages by those of legal age here in the U.S. We ask that you drink responsibly and to take care of yourself as this kind of content can be triggering. We love you and thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Flanking Bonus podcast, uh, where Dana and I get together uh, every other week with a Bev in our hand and we talk uh, about whatever's on our mind. I'll start right off tonight. I am drinking uh, eggnog and brandy with a little bit of nutmeg. (laughs) Here it comes. Here it comes. No, Robert. No. (laughs) Don't show me that shit. Mm, Delicious. Disgusting. Gross. I take it you don't like eggnog. You would be five times correct. Why don't you like anything that your company sells? <laughs> we only sell it two months out of the year. Uh, two, two magical months out of the year. But It's a great two months. I'm sure me doing fake gags on podcasts sounds great for everybody well, to listen to. Uh, three episodes in and our fake gag count is at like 60. Over 9,000. <laughs> um. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm not disgusting. And I am drinking a Dark and Stormy, which is ginger beer, dark rum, and lime. So, one of my roommates loves Dark and Stormies. As do I. Because it's a delicious drink. It really is. However, supposedly, in order to be called a true Dark and Stormy, it has to be made with Gosling's ginger beer. I have never heard of that i would be willing to try it though it's delicious i've had it and but i'm just he'd be mad at me if i didn't mention it so i'm i'm mentioning it tell them i will fight them i mean yeah i will i'll pass that along um I, i'm sure that that's how we solve all of our problems i just googled gosling's ginger beer and i don't even think this is available anywhere near where i live i've never seen this before with the seal on it? Yes. He's a cute. It's such a cute seal. It is really cute, though, I yeah. will say. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I don't, I've never seen that in a store before, but I will look extra hard the next uh, time. Uh, it's hard for us to find it at the store. In fact, uh, the last time we got it, I think it was at Total Wine and More, which is like a. a Total Wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't need more explanation than what it is. The, Total Wines, ABC. Yeah. They yeah. all are generally Bevmo, the same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Bevmo, same. I've never heard of. Oh, well, there's another one called Bevmo. <laughs> so now you know. Makes sense. So, uh, do you want to start or should I start? Or uh, I feel that maybe I should start because my topic for the evening is might not take as long as yours, Will. You were very <laughs> passionate about your topic. <laughs> Am and... I? <laughs> Maybe we should also change it up by letting Dana go first. Okay. Dana doesn't know why Dana's talking in the third person. Fuck. Uh, uh, you just have to keep it throughout the entire show now, Dana. Nope. This, Hell no. We'll, Can't we'll do call, it. We'll call this the uh, the third person podcast. Get out. <laughs> because it's the third episode? Yeah. I, Robert, I didn't get it until you said it just now. <laughs> oh, no. The, the light has been shown. God damn it. I love it. So what's your topic? Well, when we record this podcast, uh, National Coming Out Day was a few days ago. 
uh, just just under a week ago. It was National Coming Out Day. And I would like to preface this with saying that I first came out when I was 13 years old, um, which for those counting was about 13 years ago. And I was... Half your life out. Congratulations. Right. I had just turned 13. It's the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year. And I had a thought as my one of my best friends and I were rolling around on her floor and she had me on the ground. She was sitting on top of me and she had my hands wrapped up above my head with a rainbow tie. And then after a few moments of sitting like this, I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And like some people, I've had to come out a few times over the years. My sexuality and romantic orientation have, has changed over the last few years. Uh, it changed a lot during college when I actually had access to that kind of material. I We didn't have a GSA at my high school. And when I got to college and I attended a, a free lecture put on by the GSA there and it mentioned like asexuality and pansexuality and all these different types of orientations that I had never heard of before because I had never had access to. And so starting in college, I started identifying as pansexual when I was 18. I had been bi up until then. Um, and then a few years after that, I was like, well, that doesn't fully fit either. And so I started identifying as demisexual because I didn't want to get it on with anybody. But sometimes if I like somebody enough, sometimes I would. And even then, sometimes I would anyway, because I mean, it was college. And then a few years ago, probably before I graduated, so prior to 2016, oh God, it's been so long now. <laughs> um, I just, I realized, I didn't decide, I realized that I was actually asexual. So my orientation is a panromantic asexual, uh, which means I don't have like physical feelings for anybody under any circumstances. Doesn't mean my scales are different though, compar comparatively. Like um, I'm not sex repulsed like some people are. And like for me, it's completely different. And it is different for a lot of asexuals. Like there's, I've seen so mm -hmm. many different discussions and topics about it. Um, and being panromantic means that I can fall in love with anybody regardless of their, their gender or gender expression and gender representation. Um, what about you, Robert? I'm going to out you right now. What are you? Uh, I classify myself as a, a demisexual. That's uh, what, what fits me the best in how I am right now um, and kind of probably how I think I've always been. I'm not ruling out asexuality. Uh, it's definitely possible. Um, I haven't had a ton of experiences that, that lead me in one direction over the other. I just know that it takes me a long time to become comfortable with somebody, uh, to welcome that into the relationship. Boy, do I get that. <laughs> and at the same time, yeah. and at the same time, <laughs> well, uh, for tonight's topic, I wanted to talk about different types of orientation, mostly the biggest two, which would be physical attraction and romantic attraction. Um, but I would also mention like aesthetic attraction and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I mostly dig into uh, physical and romantic because those are the big two that most people coincide with. Yeah. And they're the two that I'm the most familiar with. Um, which, and this isn't to say that your romantic and physical orientation doesn't have to be separate like mine is. Mine just happens to be that way. And it helps me to identify in that. 
if you mm-hmm. don't if you choose not to or you don't have to if you're not you don't have to separate them you don't have to say pan romantic pansexual that's redundant uh use the labels for you because guess what they're for you that's the best mm-hmm. part um and don't don't fucking try and label other people it's not nice not nice don't do it i'll fight you <laughs> come to the pit i'll fight you um dana's now uh offered to fight two different people or two different <laughs> on two different topics is that <laughs> what we're counting this episode is how that, many people that, I'm that's gonna what fight. we're counting right now <laughs> uh one roommate and then whoever else wants to come on up <laughs> yep. one a much uh, more serious topic than the other <laughs> i mean i guess it depends on how you look at how seriously you feel about that gosling seal that's that's fair i can't i can't comment on that <laughs> but to start off with, um, to top it off, is going to be physical orientation or sexual, or, like sexual orientation or attraction. Um, this is depending on like how you physically feel about others, um, and this is sometimes dependent on gender. Sometimes it's not. Like you have heterosexual heterosexuality, which is I'm not going to say most common, but it's the most socially seen. It's the most socially the, driven. Yep. Looking at you, gender roles. Anyway. Um, everyone's familiar with that. Then there's homosexuality, which is when you are interested in people of the same gender. Bisexuality and pansexuality are not so different and yet entirely different. And it's all up to you, depending on which label you would prefer. Um, and if you say any bad shit about bisexuals, I will fight you. That's the third one. (laughs) (laughs) There will be no bi erasure in this house. Pansexuality is not all encompassing. I will fight you. (laughs) Let people have labels. (laughs) Or up to four. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Dark and Stormy's make me really fighty. Anyway, and then you have demisexuals like Robert, and you have asexuals like myself, which is uh, sexual orient, like sexual attraction, depending on like a really strong emotional connection to a person, Mm -hmm. and then no, no connection, like no attraction at all. Does not say anything for libido. Or your preference, or your own personal preferences, depending on your life experiences mm-hmm. and how just how you feel in general. Um, and then for those, especially on the demi scale or the great the gray scale, as some people refer it to, um, there's hetero romanticism. The same, it's the same, just in the opposite direction, in, in a different direction. I don't want to say opposite. This is your romantic feeling towards other people, people that you can fall in love with and like develop romantic bonds with so hetero romantic wow i can't talk anymore um hetero romanticism homo romanticism bi romanticism pan romanticism i'm a pan rom mm-hmm. that's that's how i identify you have demi roms and you have ace roms and then god praise all my arrow ace friends i love you please be my friend <laughs> <laughs> um because you deserve and you deserve so much and you're all valid and treasured beings. Um, I really just wanted to touch on it mostly because national coming out day was recently. And because I never, in a sense, you never actually stop coming out. Um, whenever you meet new people, whenever your identity changes, yeah. like, or when you learn new parts about yourself, or even if you, even if you just like want to, and I will not go into gender specifically uh because i am a cisgender female i i i correlate with the gender i was assigned with at birth so that is unfortunately not something that i'm overly you know familiar with 
but bring up the counter to five because I will fight <laughs> anybody who shits on my trans friends or my non-cisgender friends, my, my non-binary pals. I will fight you. Mm -hmm. Do not go after them. And if you're Same. a turf, go fuck yourself. 100. I'm right there with you, beside you. Uh, while we're while we're on this, uh, let's talk about uh, some trauma, Robert trauma. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> uh, Robert trauma time, go. Okay, so uh, I can't remember the exact uh, age that I was, uh, but I want to say it was early 20s. And uh, we're at a family dinner. It's uh, my, my parents, my brother, his wife, and my grandfather. And towards the end of dinner, uh, my grandfather started asking me about relationships. No. Uh, okay. And at this point in time, uh, I, I would have identified as, you know, uh, cis, hetero, white male. Like, that's what I was. I didn't know that there were other options or that that was acceptable or anything like that. Right? Right. And he point blank asked me if I'd ever had sex. And I didn't know how to like, how to respond to that because at the time I had not. Uh, Robert, the proper <laughs> response to that is it's none of your fucking business. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I am not that type of person. Uh, I am not a uh, fight awkwardness with, uh, with fire. Uh, if you back me into an awkward corner, I'm just going to ride the awkward wave until it I mean, crashes and dies. Same. I say this not being there in that situation. <laughs> yeah. But the correct answer should have been, send your fucking business, go fuck yeah. yourself. And I was like, uh, you know what? No, I just haven't found uh, the right person for me. And that's that. And boy, uh, w that was the most awkward car ride home ever. Because uh, <laughs> like all my family were like, you held you, you handled that really well uh for not like exploding uh at him and second it's okay that like you haven't like you can just be who you are which was nice but still to this day i remember that very vividly and very clearly uh and it's one of like the the triggering points in my like life now that i've gone back and like tried to de determine what my sexuality is like that it was leaning one way or the other type of thing. Like it helped me identify it mm -hmm. sucks, but uh, that'll never leave me. It generally sucks. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's never, it's like, it's not always great. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Robert trauma for episode three. <laughs> um, but to close out my topic, I, I didn't, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. I really just wanted to bring it up because it's something that I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. uh, so passionate about, uh, we're go we'll go back to some academic Dana trauma uh, yeah. to follow up with Robert's personal trauma. Um, it was my last year of college. I had moved back home, and I'm sitting in a, a, a social work diversity class because I was going to minor in social work, but then realized I'm not going to be able to complete this in the next year because some of their classes are in the semester and I couldn't take them. And blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I took this class basically for nothing, <laughs> but. I had brought up to my professor, I was like, hey, um, we're talking about like sexuality and and like gender stuff right now. Um, but do you like, is there a part of our like course that teaches on different types of attraction, like physical attraction and romantic attraction? And she was like, oh, no, not at all. But that's really interesting. And so then later in class, she was like, so Dana, why don't you tell the class 
about physical and romantic orientation. And I sit in the front of the class because I'm, my eyes are Yeah, you're blind. You're blind like me. That's fine. My eyes are so broke. Um, So broke. Even with corrective lenses. Yeah. Eyes broke. I have serious astigmatism in both my eyes. I can't see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so fucking embarrassed. The entire class of people who knew I wasn't a... Because it was all social work majors. And I'm a psychology major sitting in a social work class. Knowing that I'm not going to be in any more classes the following semester. And they're all staring at me at the front of the classroom. And I'm just like... Uh. (laughs) Um, But I did it. And a few people asked questions that I was able to answer. And I pretty much disassociated for the rest of the class. Mm -hmm, Because my teacher mm -hmm. put me on the spot. And it it was terrible. But I got through it. And then later that semester, unrelated, my I, we had to do a group project, which ick. And my group tried to throw me under the bus. And it was super fun, but I still passed that class with an A. So go fuck yourself. And every time one of the girls in that group, she comes in through my drive-thru. And I decaf all of her drinks. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <clears throat> She's never going to listen to this podcast. It's fine. That's amazing. And if she does, someone's going to come fight me at Starbucks. <laughs> I think I think one of the similar things that we have uh, in common, uh, similar traits between us, and there are a lot, uh, is that we're both really good at holding grudges uh, <laughs> against people. Uh, <laughs> I will remember something, and it will always be there forever. Robert? And it's just a scale of how petty i am at the moment what's your longest grudge before we transition topics what's your longest grudge oh uh because i know mine uh there was a incident in sixth grade which would put me at that was the year 2000 so i was 12 I think is how the math works out. Did our Maybe. trauma happen in the same? Did our grudges happen in the same year? It, it might have. Anyway. Um, oh no, mine was mine would have had to have been two thousand two at least because I was eight. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, there, there was an incident where I was getting made fun of, and I <gasps> hold a grudge uh, to this day. It was so bad, and I, I will was fight so, them. I was there's six, I think. I think uh, so. uh, it was so bad that uh, the following year I ended up going to a different middle school than oh. the rest of my peers because uh, we all went to the same elementary school and then right. it's regional based like where you live. And yeah. I was supposed to go Zoned. to one school um, with my friends, like with Dylan, uh, uh, who's one of my roommates and, and oldest friends. But you've known uh, Dylan that long? I've known Dylan since I was like three or four years old. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, he's he's known like, him longer than I've been alive. Yeah. He he is one of my closest, one of my oldest friends, um, and one of the best people I know. Um, and it's actually a uh, tangent, major tangent here. We're about to go. We're going to put it on the, a pin in the tangent. While we are already four degrees <laughs> away. It's okay. Anyway, uh, I went up, I went to a different middle school. It was actually a really good experience because I got to come out of my shell and meet new people. Um, that, Terrible. Terrifying. No, thank uh, you. No, no. It was... It was awful, but it was also really good for me um, because I am very much an introvert until I get to know people. And then I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert where 
if you get me in a room with people that you're an I know, ambivert. Yeah. When, when you get me in a room with a bunch of people that I know, I am one of those like can be the life of the party type of people. But uh, so that's what that's <clears> what we see during D&D. That's what you see during D&D all the time. Uh, if you ever watch a show where I'm playing with new people uh, and there's like no one that I know or know really well, I'm very quiet and awkward. Um, me 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, what was the tangent? What was the tangent? What was the tangent? Okay. Dylan, Dylan was the tangent. Uh, so I went to a different middle school. Okay. Uh, and Dylan and I were, were pretty close in elementary school. Um, but we didn't like hang out for that, like two year period. Okay. And it was like the end of our freshman year. And we had the same math class as each other. And like, we're freshmen in high school, we're awkward. Like you sit near people that you kind of know, right? Mm -hmm. So we sat together and we were like hanging out and like making jokes and whatnot. And like instantly rekindled this friendship that we hadn't like interacted with each other like at all in, you know, 48, uh, maybe 55 months or so. Uh, And then like ever since then, he's been like, Day in, day out, one of my best friends. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's my tangent. I love okay, him. going back to He's good my people. longest grudge. <laughs> Your longest grudge, go. I was eight. <laughs> Started off real young. Mm-hmm. I was um, visiting family with my dad in Texas. We were visiting my half-sister. My half-sister has four kids who are all around my age because my sister is 20 years older than I am. And... It was Christmas time. Her daughter's birthday is a few days after Christmas. And we're visiting. And it's like day after or two days after Christmas. It's not my niece's birthday. But I had woken up and I was watching TV in the living room. And she comes stomping into the living room going, I want to watch TV. It's my birthday. Give me the remote. And I'm like, I was watching it first. It's not your birthday. And so she kicks me in the throat and takes the remote from me. Oh, my God. My dad was out getting gas because we were leaving in a few days. Um, So I go out into the yard after my niece kicks me in the throat. And I go out into the yard, wait for my dad to come home. My niece comes out, follows me, kicks me again, like, and beats me up in the the fucking yard in front of everybody and God. Oh, no. And goes back inside. My dad comes home. I cry to my dad. My sister comes. She puts me in a room. And she sits with me. And she's like, well, you should have just given her what she wanted. And I was like, you you are a garbage human being. Uh, and so I hold, I still hold to this day a grudge against both my niece and my sister for letting my niece beat me up on a day that wasn't her birthday for a TV remote. Oof. Oof. And this is why I'm not close with any of my family. And I'm I don't sorry. give a shit if they hear this podcast because they're garbage and they are not that intelligent. So and, and probably won't get this far. And you'll fight them. I will. <laughs> Indeed. Well, look at all our all our trauma just splattered all over this podcast. I mean, we knew this was coming when it was a podcast with just the two of us. Yeah, I know, right? That's we're just very dramatic people who have had experiences. Indeed. Word. Let's talk. Let's let's shift gears to something that is one of my biggest passions in life, uh, in the entire world, and that's music. I love music. It's great. I agree. End of topic. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, no, no, everybody. <laughs> no. Um, I was blessed to be brought up in a household where music was 
actively and openly celebrated. Um, my parents are extremely <laughs> into music. <sighs> you disgusting woman. Uh, <laughs> they are ex extremely into music where they had uh, large CD collections, um, vinyl collections. Um, my mom was the type of person that would go out and buy the top single of the week that was on the Billboard charts. She would go out and buy that that CD. Um, we were always going to like music festivals, even as a kid. Like there would be like a three day festival in Seattle, uh, Bumper Shoot, for those that have heard of it. Uh, and I would they would take the kids for a day, and as we got older, we would go for more days to experience different kinds of music. Uh, and it was. It's like one of the biggest influences on my life. It's one of the reasons why, like, when I started playing D&D, like, being a bard was interesting to me. Because um, I've always been in and around music in some fashion. And it drives my everyday. Um, I wake up and I get in the car and music is on. Uh, and we're blessed to live in 2020 where we don't have to listen to the radio anymore. Uh, there's... Uh, my, my phone connects to my car and pulls up a Spotify playlist and uh, just goes. Um, and I love listening to new things and listening to new music and trying new genres uh, and things that I haven't attempted to, to listen to or, or are super unique. Um, so if you have something that you think that I might enjoy or that you really dig and you want me to try, shoot it over to me on my, on my Twitter and I'll take a listen. Because I love experiencing new music, uh, and I want to explore and explore and experience more new music, uh, because it's just it's something that that I absolutely love, and it is one of the things that keeps me sane throughout my day. Nice. I love music. Fun fact: Dana was a music major originally. Before the weekend of her auditions <clears throat> into the Florida State School of Music, she changed majors to psychology because, oof. <laughs> um, I was a very, very, very depressed 17 year old mm -hmm. and I'm not a competitive person. So that's the thing about, about music in like higher levels of education is that it's very competitive and loving music and enjoying participating in music is not enough yep. to be allowed to participate. And it weeds out people, and that's unfortunate because there are so many people that are extremely talented who are told uh, you're not good enough or whatever, and that they shouldn't participate or are discouraged from from participating. And that just it's it's stupid, and I hate it. I mean, that is disappointing, but that's not the reason I switched. I switched because I'm not a competitive person by nature, mm -hmm. and for me, my love for music is more than an occupation. Mm -hmm. I understand people going into because I was an opera principal and I really th thought about pursuing that for a while, but I realized that I would eventually grow to hate it and I didn't want that. So I decided to step back. I switched to psychology and just did, you know, non major choirs. I was still in choir. I did it the entire time I was at the main campus in Tallahassee and I enjoyed it very much and I got to meet a lot of interesting, cool people and it was a lot of fun. But I realized that going into that I because I, I myself am not a competitive person I've said this already um and just it wasn't something that I was looking 
looking for in my lot in life at the time. And Florida State School of Music is one of the most competitive programs you could ever get into. Mm-hmm. That's not a private school. Um, and I watched my friends flail and cry and absolutely combust mm-hmm. every semester. Oof. It was nonstop for them. I got to be really good friends with some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a girl that I got to be okay friends with who um, I had in a few of my classes freshman year, I actually listened to one of her songs that are on Spotify pretty regularly mm-hmm. because she they put out an EP a while back and it was really good. Um, but yes, music is for everybody. It should not be exclusory and it's ridiculous that it is to some degree, just like Broadway. Broadway should not be exclusory. Indeed. There, there are people out there that like say they don't like music or whatever. And I find that hard to believe because of my beliefs on music, but I know that they're out there and their opinions are valid. But at the second time, at the second look at things, I'm always like, okay, yeah, but who hurt you? <laughs> I mean, not yeah. everything's for everyone. I guess that, that's, that goes hand in hand with like, uh, cooking, I feel is a lot, is very similar to music in that it's culture based and it is a big part of modern society. Uh, but yet there are people who, um, just don't care about that type of thing. And that's always fascinating to me because I, I care very deeply about both those topics. Yeah, everyone has different gauges of their preferences for different activities. For a lot of people, our world is so fast-paced that cooking is less of an art and more of a means to live because we need food to survive. So it's less they get it's less appreciating food and more Mm -hmm. of just having it be a part of your life. Like it's not something that's yeah like over the top. Oh my gosh, I love this! Like I don't worship every meal that I eat, but I do take the time to enjoy good meals when they come my way. Cause it doesn't happen super often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'm not one of those people who doesn't think food is art because I think it is. I love food food so mm-hmm. much. You can tell by the way, when you look at me that I love food. Um, we we both have. love food very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am not very good at cooking. I was not taught to cook growing up. I had no interest in learning because it just wasn't something I was interested in growing up. Which is unfortunate because I'm Korean. My mother is Korean. Mm-hmm. My mother's food is delicious. And I regret all the times that I didn't learn to cook everything she made. Yeah. And I'm having to learn via her now because I still live with her. And YouTube and TikTok. Learning how to create things <laughs> that I should have known how to make forever ago. But you, you yeah. know, you, it's never too late to learn. There's nothing wrong with learning to cook via YouTube. <laughs> There's so many good things on YouTube that you can learn to cook. And... Uh, like there's great carbonara recipes. Robert, <laughs> let it go. Carbonara. Be like Elsa and just let it go. No, I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm going to make it this week. You already made it in the last week. You made a... it Tuesday. <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked right now. But um... you are attacking you. Uh, Fight me. It's eight. I made it on... Friday and on Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm probably going to make something this weekend. Although I've been thinking, I'm going, I'm going to go on another tangent here. 
I'm fine. I've been thinking about making something in my Instapot, but I don't know what. And I was kind of thinking about making chili. Yes. And I think that sounds bomb. And I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to go out and get Hell chili supplies. Yes. That's that's and tangent. I like chili. I'm going to make chili. Chili's amazing. Uh, I'll report back on Twitter how good the chili was. And then when you hear this podcast, you can go back <laughs> and look at it. Several weeks. <laughs> Several weeks later. The SpongeBob meme comes up. Several weeks later. I don't know what that voice was. I don't know. But I think it was your attempt at the SpongeBob. Nope. It was just but, me being awkward. But it was bad. It was not it Real was bad. not great. I haven't watched SpongeBob in so long. Me neither. Apparently are they still making episodes? It's still coming out. It still is. Which is fascinating because they only like the meme references are always like the OG like first four seasons or whatever. Just let it die. It can't. Let him die. It's like the Simpsons. Let him rest. The Simpsons is still going because they have to keep predicting the future. Let him rest. Under the sea. In a pineapple. Is that how we're going to end the podcast? I think think that's how we're going to end the podcast. (laughs) Is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants still on the air? Uh, Probably shouldn't be. Uh, They probably don't need to make new episodes. But if you like SpongeBob, more power to you. Let him rest. Uh, Music is uh, the lifeblood. Uh, of me along with food and those things are art and culture and very important uh, or at least I think they are and then you're allowed to be whoever you are uh, how wholesome was this podcast Robert this was a very wholesome podcast I think this with was a, the most wholesome podcast yet with of course a dash of trauma yeah I mean you can't be wholesome without trauma right I think you can but we can't <laughs> fair enough fair enough um Cool. So let's do the outro stuff now. Uh, you go first. <gasps> you put me on the spot. I don't know what to do. Oh, hi, everyone. My name's Dana. You can find me mostly on Twitter at Dana Lee B. That's L-E-I-G-H. You can also find me on my own personal Twitch channel, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, roughly around 2 p.m. Central. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Silver RPG Twitch channel, Every Wednesday, playing Tal'Dorei World in Chaos, a.k.a. World in Sadness, which is a Tal'Dorei campaign in D&D 5e that I play with Robert and some of our friends. Catch me every other Thursday, also on Soulbear RPG, sometimes on Dumpstack Charisma, playing Myth of Malachor, a Star Wars FFG game, a collaborative storytelling game between Dumpstack Charisma and Soulbear RPG. And then catch us every other Saturday, sometimes. Playing Lost in the Mist, a Curse of Strahd Plus campaign. Also on Jumpstack Charisma. We're actually getting to play this weekend. So this is going to date the podcast. That's going to be real great. <laughs> uh, super excited to get back into it and then not play it for another two months because it looks mm. like that's what's happening. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, best way to get a hold of me is via Twitter and check out the shit that I do. Yeet. Good job. Uh I'm Robert, a.k.a. DSC underscore Smurf everywhere on the internet. Uh, that includes Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Uh, you can find me there uh, talking about the things that I talk about, uh, which I'll warn you now is a lot of sports and a lot of uh, other things. Uh, if you want to send me music, send it over on my, on my, on my Twitter. It's going to be great because randomly when this episode comes out, I'm hoping that people send me links to songs. I'm going to be like, why am I getting all these songs? Uh, 
it's gonna be fascinating and i'm gonna love it uh i do do a lot of streaming uh i'm with uh, dumpstack charisma every monday tuesday every other thursday and every other saturday when we get to play those games uh and then uh wednesday i'm with soul bear rpg sundays i am with uh all nerds here as I struggle to think of all the things that I do. And then I stream on my personal channel, DSC underscore Smurf. Uh, right now it's a lot of FIFA, uh, but we'll see what the future holds. Uh, and Sims. 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 Sims, more Sims. We still have a house list. We do have a house list. I forgot. Robert. Damn. There's only so much time in the day, and I can only stream so often. This is true. I had to take this week off. Yeah. Because I was dying. Yeah. So... Uh, that's where you can find me. That's where you can find Dana. And of course, you can find us both here on the Flanking Bonus podcast. Uh, what was our Twitter handle? It's Flanking Bonus, just that? Yep, because everything <laughs> else is too long. So you can uh, make sure to follow us there, Flanking Bonus. Uh, it's a good place to know when uh, new episodes go out. And uh, we will see you next time. We love you.